we are here at Disney's Animal Kingdom to celebrate Earth Day. Well, actually, like all Disney festivities, a day is a week, a year anniversary is uh, usually a year and a half to two years. So it seems very, uh, very appropriate this evening that we are here, even though it's not Earth Day specifically. We're going to check out all that's happening for Earth Day this week, and I think this is a good place to start as we see uh, a note from this uh, uh, bird. What kind of bird is this, Madison? Go for um, it. Is this not a spoonbill? It's the what? It is, um, the uh, if you're if you're hopefully catching this on your YouTube video, but if not, just trying to describe it. This bird is standing on a sign that says, "Please do not feed the animals." So it seems like uh, an appropriate platform for this bird to be. Uh, standing on during uh, Earth Day week. So there we go. any rate, uh, uh, I think it, uh, yeah, it wasn't a spoonbill. I think it was just uh, an e egret? egret. Yeah, I think so. But there are a lot of other really wonderful birds in through here, especially some that are shaded pink. And of course, some spoonbills, as you see. And uh, oh, where's the black swan? Oh yeah, there it is. Beautiful black swan kind of standing out among the group. Kind of reminds me of my post that I did on black sheep, which uh, is reference to a great Disney film called So Dear to My Heart. And uh, maybe I'll put the link up there. And uh, we're gonna head on in to the park and uh, check out the evening and celebrate all that is happening Earth Day even though it's not Earth Day, it's Earth Day week. But we'll see, we'll see what's happening as we move through. And by the way, the rains have just subsided here at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and it's just really lovely. And the weather has not yet turned hot here in Central Florida. So we are just very fortunate to be able to enjoy a beautiful evening here as we go through Disney's Animal Kingdom. Oh, we got an anteater over here checking out. It's a nice little facility for the anteaters over here. And uh, let's see if we can get them to... Look, he's Yeah, he's kind of up toward the back side of the fence. But still, we will uh, keep moving on. We'll go through my favorite little bridge on the way into Discovery Island as we leave Oasis and check out the entire park this evening. Love the waterfalls, love the ambiance, more swans, a dark cave. We are on adventure of discovery here at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. And away we go. Oh, here we are, heading into Pandora. We can uh, see there are a number of guests. And uh, we've been told that there's only a 20-minute wait on Navi River Journey. What was the wait for a flight of passage, Madison? Actually, Navi River Journey is a 15-minute wait. Oh, a 15-minute wait. Flight of passage to be a 45-minute wait. 45 minutes for... for uh, 
flight of passage. So we're gonna just join the Navi River journey, see just how long that wait is. And uh, it's uh, one of my favorite attractions here at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I know it's kind of a hit or miss for some people, um, but we uh, showcase this in our Wayfinder Society complete guide to Pandora, the world of Avatar. And in that guide, we have an interactive map that shows you just how really thought through and complex and very cool this uh, experience is when you uh, visit Navi River Journey. So we're gonna just check it out and see what comes of it. And the queue for Navi River Journey includes both an exterior area and then an exterior area undercover. Notice that we're kind of heading over this bridge. As we do, we pass by a stream that is uh, with a little waterfall up ahead. It's very modest, but it sets the stage for the river that we will soon be going through. So it's all very well tied to the Navi River journey experience. The other thing that's very cool in here, and I'm trying to see if I can get a good image of it, but when you look up, you will see a very complex set of weavings that come through this entire queue. And if you study it carefully, those weavings are intended. You'll see that many of the strands of the weaving are blue. This is a good uh, example of that, this section here. This actually is a representation of the river system in the Valley of Mo Moara. And all of this is to convey, again, a sort of uh, wayfinding map. You can hear these animals that are in the distant background. Again, very complex set of audio files which suggest, again, this journey of animals heading toward this great gathering. It's all part of setting the stage for what you get in uh, Navi River Journey. By the way, we'll also include a link on our show notes page, disneyplay.com, which will give you the actual uh, video of the entire journey itself. But again, just wanted you to see that really there is purpose, there is rhyme and reason to the queue design particularly all of these weavings that are along the ceiling as we head into the attraction. Along the way, you see these placards that showcase the flora and fauna here in the Valley of Moada in our interactive guide that we provide in our Wayfinder Society experience. We actually have an entire listing the directory of all of that flora and fauna so that you can get a sense of it. And what's cool about it is you can bring it on your iPhone and actually be able to look at flowers and fauna and vegetation as you go through the experience and identify what its purpose is and why it is designed the way it is and what's its story. So again, 
it's all just beautiful when you step in it, but there is a whole layer of understanding uh, for those who want to know more about the story of this land and this planet and what people are experiencing. There is also images of uh, the animal life that you will see along the journey when you go on the Navi River journey. But uh, so, and we have a complete directory of those animals so you can actually see uh, what their role is and how they are uh, alike or similar or different from animals that you would find here on Earth. So a great lot of messages on conservation. In fact, you know, Pandora seems more like a sci-fi type of experience done Adventureland style, but in truth, there are a lot of conservation messages that can be experienced and understood and applied and it doesn't have to be uh, Earth Day or Earth Day week to do it. The uh, queue is actually going very quickly and uh, we've been in it maybe about five minutes and I'd say we have less than five before we're actually in the cave. So it's all good. So we're almost ready to enter the cave. You see a whole uh, set of discarded offerings that have been given earlier leading up to the shaman and then leading up to these nets that describe uh, the whole river system. So essentially the shaman is at the center of this river stream and is bringing life to the world around her. And, uh, and everyone is now gathering to hear the shaman's song. So we're in the cave and uh, we uh, will be boarding shortly. We re-emerge from uh, Navi River Journey and head back outside. A couple of things to note. First off, there are now plastic partitions between the first row and the second row as you go on the attraction, which allows uh, more people to board at any moment, which may have added to the fact to the lesser length, which was really less than 10 minutes for us as we went on this attraction today. So that was cool. Um, I love this particular effect that is carried out in Navi River Journey. There's a, a, a brook, a waterfall, kind of water moving over rock at one portion and heading downstream. And to give life to that water, there's actually a projection technology used there to light up because otherwise you really wouldn't see the water unless you added some, some definition to it. So using screen... Um, using projection technology, they're able to create that sense of uh, running water. And it reminds me of a story back at Disneyland with Walt Disney, where they were creating the mine train through nature's wonderland, which included a trip through the Rainbow Caverns. And what they wanted to do in the Rainbow Caverns was have water fall at different levels and create this kind of rainbow effect. But every time they kept trying to do it, the water ended up doing, they kept using different colors of water. And every time they kept doing it, they ended up um, with just muddy water at the end. And finally, uh, a solution was figured out, which actually used uh, a lot of uh, uh, black light and uh, 
and uh, black light uh, um, fluorescent paint. And it created a, an amazing illusion that worked for many years on that attraction. And I think that's the occasion where, when critics said, uh, we don't know how to do this. I think that was the occasion Walt said, well, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And I see some really great things in that attraction that give weight to that idea of how fun it is to do the impossible. So at any rate, that little story there. We're heading back to uh, Nomad. All right, I'm here with Madison on the porch, which is a socially distant, acceptable place to be this evening. So I think it was worth the wait. Um, and we've ordered some bread service and we're checking out both the chicken and the tuna bowls. So we'll tell you how that goes. What do you think about the environment here, Madison? I think it's a, a lovely environment. I like this whole balcony and the design. And I like looking out at the bridge leading to Pandora. And through the fence, you can see the river with the lily pads scattered about. I guess I just wish the... Um, the, the rail? Yeah, the rail was lower so that I could see better, or maybe the tables could be higher. Yeah, really hard to see much from where we're sitting, and and I could sit up pretty high, but I really don't see anything more than a tree line. So it's a little bummer. The table's a little small, too, but hey, we are just glad to do something a little different. You know, we are big fans of Satuli Canteen. We're big fans of uh, the barbecue um but it's kind of nice to do something a little different and we thought we nomad lounge would be a good choice for that this evening so we'll come back when we get our meal all right so we are finishing our time at nomad lounge and we are heading off to africa and while we walk we'll talk about our dining experience now we ordered the uh uh, bread service, which included uh, kind of a tortilla, spiced tortilla, and then two sets of crackers and a sort of uh, bread. And then you had a red pepper hummus, a spicy coriander yogurt, and a ginger pear chutney. And I don't know, what did you think about the bread service, I, Madison? I love the bread service, especially the bread that contains some seeds on top and out of all the sauces my favorite is definitely the bread raisin sauce. I, I just combine those together and it's just really sweet just overall delicious. Yeah I've, I thought I'd like the red pepper hummus best but honestly it didn't it wasn't as good as the other two uh, two uh, sauces dips that they had for the uh, bread service. Now, um, we ordered the, well, Madison ordered the chicken Manchurian Nomad Bowl, which had steamed rice and red cabbage um, kimchi and uh, ginger, scallion, oil, and cumin. Um, and then uh, uh, I had the uh, spiced tuna nomad bowl, which had pretty much the same elements to it. Although, um, endame, endame, those kind of pea looking things. 
were part of the uh, dish for me. How was uh, how was your chicken dish? I like the chicken. I like how crunchy the chicken tasted, and I think it tasted well with the the cabbage and the radishes and rice. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, and I did try a bit of your tuna, but you can talk about what you think of the tuna, Dad. Well, I thought that your chicken was was nice, and I probably would have gotten it next time over the tuna. But it's kind of a Panda Express coating kind of thing. It wasn't anything too memorable. On the other hand, uh, my spiced tuna was way, way too spicy. And really kind of, I mean, I kept looking for something, the cabbage or the, there were also some mushrooms. I was looking for something that would provide a cooling effect to the heat of the tuna and nothing really came about. So kind of disappointed on that. Now I've had the uh, impossible sliders with the yucca fries and I am a huge fan of yucca fries. We did that on one evening with my wife and I and she did the chicken bowl. She liked the chicken bowl. I love the sliders. Uh, so yeah, kind of a letdown. Um, the other thing I would say is that there is a special seasonal, so to speak, menu. But hey, I didn't even see it until after I got in the bill. I thought that menu was kind of a list of cocktails or something. So I was really disappointed that there was a lobster mac and cheese dish and some ribs. Some other choices that I probably would have preferred. So a little disappointing that that wasn't really brought to my attention and uh, wasn't really made available. <clears throat> now we ended. Know why the rest of it wasn't on the online menu? Why it has to be on the folded menu on the table? Huh, yeah, all good questions, you know. So why, and, and you know, you have this online uh, code that you go to, pulls up the online menu but it's none of that is listed there. And I did see it the last time, but I completely have forgotten about it. So again, very disappointing. Now we had the churros, which had a vanilla cream sauce and a strawberry chili sauce. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, very excellent churros. Between the two sauces, I like the vanilla better. I thought it contrasts very well with the churro, but I do like the strawberry sauce too. And I'm scratching my head, but is there another place to see churros? I'm not sure um, to get churros, but uh, I did like I did like what we had. Now, uh, the other thing I would say is I've eaten indoors before, and I thought with social distancing it would be better to be outdoors, but it was really not conducive. Our table had a very small table. I'm surprised we didn't spill something on the table. And I just, uh, you couldn't see anything because that railing was so high, you couldn't really see through it or above it or anything. So I was kind of disappointed by the outdoor seating, but I do think that uh, all in all, it's a good choice and uh, worth checking out, especially uh, oftentimes you can get there kind of a last minute uh, reservation or when you check the online reservations, look for now. 
there's usually something available there. So that is uh, a definite possibility. Again, mixed results, but I should add before we conclude, I have a special Disney at Work podcast about the theme of Nomad Lounge and the premise behind it. So definitely check up on that follow-up podcast because uh, it is intended to inspire and to think about where you would like to be and what you would like to do with your life. So be sure to check out that Disney at Work podcast. Thought we would take advantage of being here in front of Festival of the Lion King to uh, mention that they announced this past week that the show will be restarting next month. And it's going to be a slightly altered show. My guess is that the monkeys will not be included, that probably the ballet dancers will be uh, a little different than they were before, and that everything will be staged a little bit more socially separated. But hey, I am so thrilled that this show, I think so many guests are so excited to see Festival of the Lion King come back, even in some form. So that's very cool. Also, I'll feature on the video, I'm here at the river and we didn't catch for Earth Week any of the unique character cavalcades coming down the river. I know Brother Bear was uh, one of the character cavalcades that was coming down this week. And so we're missing on that. Um, but know that that is uh, an addition in the entertainment spectrum that is coming through here. By the way, this announcement of Festival of the Lion King coming back next month again reinforces the fact that I believe that they are going to increase the percentage into the parks to 50%. And uh, I think that will happen somewhere between May 1st and um, Memorial Day. And it's just part of this ever-growing extension of just getting the parks back to, back to real life. Probably they are waiting to open Disneyland and see the shakeout from that before they make any formal announcement. As you can see, it's about 7.30. And uh, this corner of the park is it's pretty quiet through the uh, the bar area which is actually closed at this hour um, and we're heading over toward the entrance of Kilimanjaro safaris which is also closed but it gives an opportunity to just say that uh, included in announcements this week uh, is the fact that uh, the safari has a new baby mandrill which as I understand is actually out in uh, on the, in the jungle, in the, uh, on the track. So definitely uh, check that out when you have a chance to come here. There's also uh, the baby hippo, which is about five months old. And um, that hippo is also uh, present out on the track. So be sure to check that out when you are visiting Kilimanjaro safaris. Again, you see Safari has closed for the evening and dust are really not running the nighttime shows. But uh, as we're in the area, we'll talk to some of the amazing cast members who make up Kilimanjaro Safaris. Could you tell us a little bit about the mandrel that is out on the uh, safari? 
The new baby one? Yeah, the new baby one. Oh uh, yeah, it was born two weeks ago now? Sure, why not? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> These people, they know everything on the safari. And there's a new baby hippo, isn't there? Sure. <laughs> not yet on the not yet on the safari. That's what we have heard of, nor has anyone told us. Okay. So if it shows up one day, then yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. So uh, it's kind of quiet here in this corner of the park. Yeah, everything gets shut down. Train slows at 4.30, Grove Falls at 6.45, and then we at 7.15. So All right. It's very quiet over in this corner of the Animal Kingdom. Very cool. Well, nice meeting you. Uh, Jason, is it? Yes. Okay. Nice meeting you. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon. Well, here's the truth. I was just rambling through here. Jason's my son-in-law, so just happened I came upon him kind of surprised him so a uh, little bit of surprise for him he'll probably get even with me later hey well over here at Rafiki's Planet Watch which is also closed by this hour of the day very few things are open at this hour but um, wanted to talk about an endeavor that they are doing as part of the uh, conservation week day event something that they've announced today um, as you recall when you go on Rafiki's planet watch you actually have a chance to see the nursery and the and the care facilities that they use to take care of the animals they've actually had a tradition of visiting with some of the smaller animals uh, rabbits and birds and so forth to the local children's hospitals they kind of help children during this during their experience while they're going through their own uh, challenges and situation. With the pandemic, they've not been able to make those visits, but they still make them virtually. And then they also feature a video that allows uh, the children to learn how to draw different characters as, is, as happens on Rafiki's Planet Watch when you get to practice uh, drawing different characters. So it's kind of a cool thing that they've been doing and it's an extension of their conservation work and really educating the world at large and at the same time helping children in need kind of get through the stress of their experience in the hospital. The park is closing in just a couple of minutes. We had hoped to catch Expedition Everest, but honestly our service at the end ordering the uh, Charles took a lot longer than I thought but this is a great place for a view of the river as we come along and it's kind of nice to be at the exit of uh, tough to be a bug when there aren't a thousand people coming out of the theater that's a little exaggerated but uh, it is a little a little crazy at times and it's just a beautiful time in the park um, as we kind of come through I love these little nooks and areas where you see these waterfalls and the sculptures of the animals on the Tree of Life. Just do a little aim up there on them. And uh, it's all incredible through here. Love the little caves as you kind of exit. You go from the dark theater into a slightly, uh, to a covered area and then back out into the light. One of the things we're probably missing today, but I'll show it to you on the video, 
is they are now doing a new uh, kind of a 360 image um, with your photo path person. They're doing it somewhere here on the exit. I don't know if it's at the umbrella or elsewhere, but uh, somewhere up there on the tree, I believe is how this works, is they're able to shoot down a photo that uh, gives you kind of a 360 view from you up there. I'll show a picture of it on our uh, YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to J. Jeff Cobra on our YouTube channel because a lot of these visuals and a lot of things, by the way, we are appreciative. There have been a couple hundred of you that have joined just in recent months. So we're always trying to add more things to the YouTube channel. So be sure to subscribe to it. Oh, I just love looking through the foliage here to the uh, theater in Asia where the up show is, uh, Bird Encounter. See how it's all kind of lit up at night. Just really, really a lovely time of day. And over here, ah, oh, the Adventures Outpost. We haven't seen Mickey and Mickey, Mickey and Minnie character appearances in some time out of this building. I think they use it as an employee break area uh, during this period where social distancing is needed, even for cast members as they're taking a break uh, during their uh, workday. We are at this beautiful barbecue location. I love how evening has set. We were looking to get something for my wife, but we ended up with, with no containers, but we did end up with not one, but two flamingo cupcakes that they uh, gave to us. So actually we ordered one and they gave us two instead. Very cool. And uh, we'll give a review on these cupcakes. All right. We did not need a cupcake after having churros at the uh, Nomad Lounge. However, these flamingo cupcakes were adorable. And they were filled with, uh, well, it was like a, uh, a, red, a pink buttercream frosting with pink pearls with a sugar headed flamingo head it was it wasn't meringue it was like complete sugar and these very delicate wings uh and uh and then the strawberry um filling inside which was so delicious with the strawberry cake. madison what did you think of the cupcake i think it was very good very delicious at first and i like the strawberry filling on the inside but Maybe it's because of that churro I had before, but I am just, I am sugar full. Like, I, I, I mean, this cupcake just has so much sugar that I just can't, couldn't eat the rest of the cupcake because it was so sweet. And that, and this flamingo, the flamingo head, yeah, yeah no way I could have eaten the whole yeah, it was very generous for them to give us too. Now, Madison's other concern is that in this pavilion, if you look around, the thing you notice are butterflies. And Madison loves 
butterflies. But if you look closely, it's not just butterflies, it's also spiders. Essentially, the pavilion is filled with not just butterflies, but spiders all over. And it looks like the spiders are winning over the butterflies. So actually, this is a, this is kind of a dark theme for, for, for this restaurant, but it is beautiful and colorful. And I give them credit for that. In fact, this is what I just love is this time of day going through the park and seeing all of these different spaces just gently lit into the evening. And it is, it is just lovely um, for this time of day. By the way, in terms of the cupcakes, there's a, uh, during, again, whenever there's something going on, Disney's Animal Kingdom celebrates with a cupcake. In this case, for Earth Day, they're celebrating with not one, not two, but three cupcakes. And there's a B1 over at the Starbucks place which is uh, Creature Comforts, I think? No. no. What is the name of that place? Anyway, I'll come back on that one. And then over at Restaurantosaurus, they've got one that's kind of based on a sea turtle. So look at this beautiful space, this little pond, so tranquil, all of it looking like it's feeding right out into the, to the lake, Asia beyond it, and uh, all these little pavilions just um, gently surrounding this uh, this area. It's one of it's one of the most beautiful casual dining restaurants at Walt Disney World. Not the best place during the heat and rain and humidity of the year, but this time of year, this time of day, you can't you just can't go wrong. Um, with this location, so I can't speak highly enough about uh, visiting here when you come by and it, if you've kind of done your Satuli Canteen enough, then maybe it's just time for something a little, a little different. Therefore, I highly recommend it to uh, guests who are coming. It's now, well, another little part of Earth Day or Earth Week here at Disney's Animal Kingdom. They've done a special sand sculpture in honor of National Geographic Secrets of the Whales. It's coming to Disney Plus on April 22nd. It's taken about 40 tons of sand and about two days to carve this little feature that you're seeing here. So. Be on the lookout for that national, just one of those little treats you get on Disney Plus. So be on the lookout for that. So hey, with Earth Day or Earth Day Week, you gotta have some kind of merchandise. And so I was thinking about that uh, here uh, at the gift shop. And uh, lo and behold, what did I see? But a new book that's come out on the Disney Conservation Fund. You know how they ask you all the time if you'd like to make a contribution to the uh, Conservation Fund. And then when you do, they give you a little button to uh, celebrate um, your contribution. And all of it goes directly to the Disney Conservation Fund. This book chronicles many of the projects that the donations for the Conservation Fund have, uh, have gone to. So 
So it's a very interesting book and I look forward to um, taking a look at it. You know, there aren't very many books about Disney's Animal Kingdom. And this is a very relevant uh, aspect of this park that sets the park uh, really distinctly from all the other Disney parks. And on the back here, I'm just gonna show this. Uh, Walt Disney is, states at the back of the book, you've probably heard people talk about conservation. Well, conservation isn't just the business of a few people. It's a matter that concerns all of us, Walt Disney. I think that's a very appropriate statement. And this book, when you make a $25 uh, contribution to the Disney Conservation Fund, they give you a copy of the book. Oh, and the button too. So, so if you get a chance, check it out. It's all part of, again, Earth Day week here at Disney's Animal Kingdom. My last Disney Animal Kingdom podcast was done over two succeeding nights. And the first one, the uh, Tree of Life looked well, a lot like you're seeing right here. And uh, the second night, they actually made it come alive with the uh, projections that they use on the tree. It was beautiful. I was glad to see it come back. Unfortunately, fast forward a month or month and a half later, the, uh, the tree has gone back to just being kind of dormant and softly lit in the evening. That's a bummer. It'd be nice to have that finishing touch at the end of the day, maybe they decided that it was too hard to get people to be socially separated. Part of the problem is, is it's just barely turning dark at eight o'clock, which is their closing time. At any rate, between those reasons and probably a few others, they've chosen not to, to, uh, to do that at this time, but hopefully we will see it come back very soon. It'd be just really nice to have that touch and that final moment to Disney's Animal Kingdom. And by the way, so perfect because again, this has been Earth Day week at Disney's Animal Kingdom and we all need to celebrate the opportunities we have to conserve and protect and uh, enrich the world around us. Um, it is at the heart of what Walt Disney believed and it's the heart of this organization. They have been committed from day one to creating the best conservation experience possible. At any rate, that concludes our time today at Disney's Animal Kingdom. We thank you for joining us and just appreciate you being a part. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go out to iTunes if you like these podcasts or and just uh, give us a, a good rating or a good review if possible. We just appreciate that so much. Make sure if you're checking us out on YouTube, J. Jeff Cobra, that's where you see all the visuals that come with this podcast and uh, to include Flamingo Cupcakes. At any rate, we thank you for being with us. And in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great evening. We'll see you real soon.